I'm Tom Wilkinson and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. How can you use the news to learn or improve your English skills? Stephen from the Simple English News Daily podcast joins us today to discuss the news, how you can use the news in your daily study plans, and also some predictions for future news stories. I really enjoyed talking with Stephen, and I hope you also enjoy listening to this episode. You can find the full transcript of the interview on the Thinking in English blog. It's completely free, and the link is in the description. Uh, you can also head over to my Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, for more content. And if you'd like to send me a message, Instagram is always the best place. Um, leave a like, a rating, a follow, a review, wherever you are listening right now. And there is a vocabulary list for this episode. But because it's quite long, I have just written it down and it's in the blog completely for free over on the transcript, thinkinginenglish.blog. So let's get straight into today's episode. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Hi, Tom. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. This is our first time talking to each other. And it's, I've known about your podcast for a few weeks now, and it's, I've listened to a few episodes, and it's really interesting. So could you give the listeners of the Thinking in English podcast an introduction to Simple English News Daily? Sure, Tom. Uh, so Simple English News Daily is, as it sounds, a daily podcast where we talk about world news. And it's only seven minutes long, so every day you get the fresh new uh, update of everything which is happening in the world in just seven minutes. And it's called Simple because it's in slightly simplified uh, English, so probably kind of an intermediate level, something like that. Uh, I don't know if you know, but I do a similar thing on my Instagram page occasionally. Uh, I haven't done it for a while, but I was doing English news in under a minute. Um, so I'm sure some of my Instagram followers who, who used to enjoy me doing the English news can go over and listen to you now that I've kind of retired as a news broadcaster. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. I've listened to Thinking in English many times, but I didn't know that you did that on Instagram. I will uh, go and have a look. How about you, Stephen? Can you introduce yourself to us? Uh, who are you? Uh, what do you do? And uh, do you speak any languages? Sure. Um, I'm Stephen. I'm from Canterbury in the southeast of England, which is where I live. And uh, I have been a teacher for all of my life and I've been traveling around the world and teaching in different places. And um, I'm also a news geek, um, always keeping up to date with everything which happens in the world, which is why I started this podcast. And um, yeah, I speak Spanish and French, uh, which I've been kind of slowly learning throughout my life. And uh, today I'm very confident in both of them, especially Spanish. Awesome. So you said you're, you're a teacher in Canterbury. What do you teach? So uh, for most of my life, I've been teaching English as I've been traveling around the world. But uh, 
during the last two or three years since I've been back in England again, I've been teaching in a primary school, teaching everything, everything that you can teach in a primary school. So a bit of English, a bit of maths, a bit of science, um, and uh, I try to teach as much Spanish as I can because I have a, a passion for it. Amazing. So where did you teach English? Which countries uh, have you lived in and taught in? Uh, I lived in Spain for a year where I taught in a in a primary school uh, in Andalusia in the city of Granada. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, I taught in summer camps in France when I was much younger uh, and I taught in Thailand for a year and in India for a bit less than a year and uh, just before uh, coming back to England, I spent two years in Argentina, one year in the capital, Buenos Aires, and one year in the north in a city called Resistencia, um, where, yeah, I was teaching as well. Amazing. So you've taught in a lot of different places and a lot of different parts of the world, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but I think the reason that I wanted you to come on to Thinking in English today is that I wanted to talk to you about the news and especially about using the news to learn and study English or study any language really, but we're, we're learning, well, we're teaching English or educating people in English. So can you, I guess, explain to us why learning English via the news is a good idea? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I think it was quite important for my own language journey with both Spanish and French. Um, I learned both of them at school and from traveling and talking to people and you could say in more conventional ways uh, but also for me reading and listening to the news was really important for for learning both spanish and french um i suppose a large part of the reason for that is just because i'm so interested in it um but also part of it is just because it's something which is really fresh, something which is new every day. Uh, so really, I suppose that's one of the main reasons why I would say learning English or any language from the news is a, a good idea. And that's just because the uh, content of what you're listening to is updated so regularly. Um, uh, uh, I suppose it depends on people's levels. So um, maybe for some people, they find uh, the politics boring or they're not interested in economics or something, but there's probably some part of the news that you will be interested in. So maybe some people are more interested in sports or culture or something like that. Of and, course. Um, yeah, so there would be some kind of, of content uh, which would be made every day um, just for you, yeah. essentially. I remember when I was a, a very young child and the way that I became interested in, I guess, politics and the way the world works was by the news. But it was by reading, I started off by reading the sports pages at the back of the newspaper because I always wanted to see who won the the recent football matches or rugby games in the UK. And eventually I would look through more of the newspaper and I'd find myself reading the newspaper. You know, my, my parents would buy 
a paper and I'd end up reading it every weekend. And that really made me interested in, in a lot of other things. Um, and I, I, I'm sure there's something for everyone out there in the news, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think actually it was probably quite similar for me. I think my dad always had the news on in the background and he bought newspapers a lot. So I was kind of influenced by that from a young age. Um, but yeah, that there is always going to be something for someone in, in the contents of the news uh, that you can find interesting. I'm very lucky that I find absolutely everything really interesting. So it's easier for me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm very similar. I'm very similar. What would you... I guess not define as the news, but there's so many different ways of getting our news today. You mm. can uh, watch TV, watch the TV news. You can read the newspaper. You can listen to the radio news. You can listen to the Simple English News Daily podcast. Right? You can go on your you can go on your phone and look at the news in a few seconds on BBC News app or something like that. So there's all of these different ways of getting the news today. Which ways do you think are the best for English learners? Yeah, I, I actually use all of those different uh, methods of getting, getting the news as well. Um, I suppose for an English learner, uh, if somebody wants to be more active in the way that they are learning English, it would probably be a good idea to have a mix. So spend some of your time uh, reading, from you know news websites or apps or, or wherever you can and then also spending some of your time listening to radio or podcasts uh in in english um uh i suppose uh it would also be a, a good idea if you're following stories in your first language as well so that it's easier for you to uh, follow the story when you're listening to it in, in English. Um, also, as we said before, just going for things which you are genuinely interested in. Um, because, right. yeah, yeah, if you're, I, I, I always think it's easier to, to learn a language um, if you're actually interested in the messages which are Definitely. being communicated to you. Definitely. And I think there's an important distinction we have to make here because there is learning English and then there is uh, learning about the world, right? There's studying English and then there's, you just want to know what the news is, right? Yeah. And if you just want to know what the news is and you want to you know, know what the news in the UK is, I think looking at the BBC News app or one of those very like, news in one sentence kind yeah. of platforms is great. But if you were looking to build your, your ability to construct English sentences, your mm. listening comprehension, um, these kinds of skills come from slightly more longer format news, I, I, yeah. I would personally say. So reading, especially like opinion articles in newspapers, mm. um, I have found personally in my language learning journey tends to be more beneficial for my overall language. Whereas just reading the fact-based news articles is great, you get some new vocabulary, but it doesn't teach you how to write or construct interesting sentences. What, what do you think? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's a, a really, really good point, Tom. And actually, that's one of the great things about your podcast for people who are actually uh, interested in in you know specifically spending their time using interesting content to learn English. Uh, the way that you have it with the key vocabulary and, and stuff like that is is uh, such a great idea. Uh, but yeah, more generally, for people who who are actually interested in actively spending their time uh, learning English through the news, um, yeah, opinion pieces, as you say, are great. If you really want to, you can write your own opinion. Uh, so you can listen to something or read something and then spend your time working out what you actually think about that. Uh, so, you know, getting Definitely. yourself to do some, yeah, getting yourself to do some some writing afterwards or, or instead of opinions, you could do predictions. So what you think will be the next uh, step in, in that story. Exactly, um, exactly. And I'm, I'm sure most of the people listening to this also listened to the episode I recorded a few weeks ago when this is released. And it was about active English learning and about how rather than just sitting there passively and listening, you should be involved in your, your learning as well. You should be, you know, writing summaries, writing notes, uh, mm. making, making predictions, like you said. And I think that's yeah. something really uh, important because it makes your brain use all of this information that you're absorbing. And if you actually use it, you might remember it. Absolutely. And one thing I always say is if you don't have the time to uh, or energy to actually go and get out a pen and paper and write stuff down, then you can just talk to yourself. You might look like a bit of a crazy person, but it doesn't matter. You know, if you're in the comfort of your own home and you're listening to uh, uh, some news podcast or if you've just read something, uh, then you can just try to summarize it in your own language, um, uh, in your own words. And uh, there you go. Just, you know, spend a couple of minutes trying to put it, uh, summarize what you've just read in your own words it can be a good idea um, does it matter which news sources you use so not just about the, the tv or the radio or, or a podcast let let's let's ignore ignore the simple english news daily which i think is everyone should go and listen to but if you wanted to go to like a, a full native english native british english or american uh, tv show like news tv show does it matter which one you watch is every single news show, news story the same? Mm. <clears throat> well, no. Um, <laughs> so the, I suppose if you're just thinking about it from a learning English perspective, maybe it doesn't make such a big difference. Then there will be slightly different ways of using language. So, for example, in the UK, we have um, <clears throat> some newspapers that are called tabloids which are like the Sun and uh, the Daily Mail and the Mirror. And they generally use more uh, simple sentences, short sentences. Um, they really like to grab attention. Um, it's not bad to learn from those places, but if you want to get a more kind of general, normal, I would say, use of English, then I would probably say it's better to use uh, a different newspaper so maybe the guardian or uh, the times or the telegraph Definitely. which would be written in a slightly more um kind of uh not academic but a, a more 
uh, normal use of of English that ha people would have you, say. Have you yeah. heard of journalese? I have heard of journalese. Yeah, and yeah. I, I probably so, use it myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so I a long time ago, before anyone really listened to me, um, I had an episode on understanding newspapers and, and journalese. This is a uh, maybe over a year ago now. And what is interesting, especially in tabloid newspapers, is that the grammar is almost always wrong, right? Yeah. It's for, because they, especially in headlines, right? Newspaper mm. headlines never use correct grammar. And because they, they take away kind of the, uh, they, they just want the important words, right? Yeah. They just want the important words to attract you. So they're going to take away the particles, the ah, or the the right they're going yeah. to take away all of these different articles and unless they are necessary but yeah they're not as catchy right yeah, so totally. that that's one thing to be wary of when you when you read newspapers and yeah. uh things like that is you know, people be wary that they're not always using the best english when they're writing yeah. these articles yeah for for example tom um i'm just making one up that we could have today because the the european union uh today have announced that they're going to have a ban on Russian oil. So they could have, for example, um, EU Russia oil ban. That could be a headline, EU yeah. oil Russia uh, ban or something like that, which is completely wrong. That, that's bad English. That is 100% journalese, as, as you would say. But if I saw it, for a headline. <laughs> if yeah. I saw it, I'd instantly understand what it's about. And that's mm -hmm. why they, they write in this slightly strange journalese but the language of yeah. journalists yeah i think it should be relatively easy to uh not uh get caught up in that though uh by just <laughs> recognizing that headlines specifically headlines they are written in this way um so yeah that if you, it should be quite clear that it is grammatically wrong um it, even to people who you know are still lower intermediate english learners uh, they, I don't think that they would be fooled by journalists, hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> and I think something that is really good about the, the variety of news that is out there, is, like you said, there's so many different newspapers from so many different parts of the world, is one, you get lots of topics, but two, you get lots of different levels of English, because not every newspaper is aimed at the most intelligent person in the country. So you have tabloid newspapers, like you said, which tend to have a much easier level of English. They're aimed at mm, school leavers, people who, you know, yeah. maybe left education at 16 or 18. Then you have the broadsheets, which are aimed at kind of like people who've been to university. You have the Times or the Guardian. And then you have the even more advanced papers. You have uh, specialist magazines. You've got The Economist, mm. yeah, Foreign mm. Policy. Um, you have the financial times right these are aimed yeah. at maybe people who have got master's degrees right people who are specialists in their industries um yeah. so you can choose the level but you know if you want to start reading easy newspapers and i guess the question that i want to come on to now is what kind of news did you use when you were learning because i used children's newspapers in japan so I used to read children's newspapers, which were aimed at elementary school children, and I would read them because I could read the characters or the characters would always have uh, phonetic symbols next to them, allowing me to, even if I didn't know 
what the meaning was, I could read it out loud. So wow, that is uh, that sounds so useful, Tom. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Uh, so what kinds of things, what kinds of news did you use when you were trying to improve your your languages? Well, unfortunately, uh, I never saw any children's newspapers. I'm not sure if they existed in uh, French and Spanish. Maybe online. Um, <laughs> maybe online. Like, yeah. Uh, well, one recommendation good. for English learners, and I've used this before, not not with adults, but with young, is um, BBC News Round. Yeah, yeah, uh, brilliant idea. Yeah, but for children, I, I've That's used true. it. I've used it with children. I've taught before. I'm sure yeah. adults could enjoy it as well. Yeah, and they have a nice positive uh, spin as well. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose I, um, in my kind of journey, I have have generally gone straight into the normal adults <laughs> news world when I've been uh, practicing French and Spanish, and definitely I've noticed that yeah. You know, uh, when I was 19, 20 and I was uh, first uh, on my on the beginning of my language journey, I didn't understand anywhere near as much as I understand today. Where, you know, today I'm I can happily read, a, you know, a, uh, a book on business in, in Spanish and it's absolutely fine. But I wouldn't have been able to do that 10 years ago. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just been from slowly gaining this confidence which is one of the things I, I i like about learning from the news if you want to it can be a really bite-size chunk of your day it can just be 10 minutes you know when you're making coffee uh, and having breakfast something which is on in the background and is just always always there it's there every day and of course if you want to you can do more in-depth study as well um, but yeah, also I, I've listened to a f uh, this one uh, fantastic uh, French podcast, which is still made today. I've been listening to this for years, which is called uh, um, RFI en français facile, which is uh, the uh, uh, RFI um, daily podcast in, in easy uh, French uh, for learning the news, uh, sorry, for learning English through the news. And that's brilliant as well. That's really, really good. So uh, if anybody's uh, planning on learning French, that's a good place to start. Yeah, awesome. And you should start with uh, simple English news daily if you're planning on learning English, which everyone is. <laughs> so I guess uh, the final part of this, this part of the interview, this part of the discussion is what tips do you have for learning English with the news? What tips, what advice can you give to the thinking in English listeners who okay. I'm sure are all interested in the news and current affairs. Sure. Uh, so number one, go with what you're interested in. I'm interested in world news, everything which is happening in the world. But if you're not, then go with something else. That's uh, the beginning. Um, and mix, you know, mix a bit of reading in with your listening as well. So as well as listening to my podcast, Send7 every day, then you can uh, listen to um, uh, other things from maybe from the BBC, uh, you can read something from anywhere uh, on the internet um, and uh, follow the news in your in your first language as well so that you don't get completely lost when you're starting. Um, and uh, a lot of podcast apps today have a speed changing setting so you can slow it down a bit. 
Um, so that could be a good idea uh, when you're when you're first starting. Um, uh, I, th I know Spotify has that. I know I think some other ones do. So you can put it to 90% or 80% speed. And um, and if you don't understand something, of course, uh, most of the time you can just rewind it and uh, listen to it again. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. And I know I've been told a few times people actually speed me up. So maybe I should speak faster. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I must uh, I must admit, Tom, uh, I have actually sped you up in the past. But that's okay. the truth, but I am a native speaker. So exactly. You know, that is cheating. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, great. That's uh, Thank you for uh, talking to us about the news and about how to learn English and how to improve your English through the news. Uh, I think the final thing we want to uh, talk about is a few predictions uh, about what news stories might be coming up over the next few months. Uh, because sure. originally I thought, yeah, let's discuss today's news. But this podcast is not being uploaded for a few weeks and the way the world is today uh, the news yeah. might be completely different in three weeks time compared to today um, so instead yeah. let's let's uh, think about some things that might happen over the next few months so you read the news yeah. every day you tell people the news every day what do yeah. you predict is going to happen yeah as you say it's a tough one because i mean just uh, some of the events of 2021 2022 have been so unpredictable that it's uh, difficult to say but um if i had to um just for the situation in ukraine so as we're recording this now uh we're almost at 100 days since uh, the russian invasion i think that over the next few months it's probably going to stay as a bit of a stalemate so there will just be kind of small increased uh, gains and losses in land um from different sides um, I think that Russia will continue to uh, control all of the east of Ukraine. And um, I think that Ukraine might try to make some counterattacks and take a bit of land in the south of Ukraine, in the Kherson and uh, Zaporizhia regions, if anybody's following that. Um, I'm very hopeful about the situations in Libya and Yemen. Uh, just because Yemen has been in this terrible civil war for, I think, like eight years or, or something, but they've had a ceasefire now for about three months, and it generally seems to be holding. So I'm really hopeful that that will continue and they might be able to um, make some kind of greater peace agreements in Yemen and in Libya something similar to that actually yeah, i think you're maybe a bit more optimistic than i <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe a little bit more optimistic uh, i definitely see problems continuing in, in most of the world right um, yeah and, okay <laughs> and um i, I yeah, yeah I, I wish things can get better but uh i I'm, I'm very much a pessimist when it comes to um the world improving itself um, uh, well, do, do you know what, as somebody who has to talk about bad news every single day, um, I've got to use an opportunity like this to say, Tom, I, I know it's hard to believe, but really the world is actually getting better all the time. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> it really is. It really, yeah. really is. So that's uh, something. People are living longer. Yeah. People are not dying of loads of diseases that we used to die from just 50 years ago. 
Um, and believe it or not, there's actually uh, less and less poverty in the world, even though you wouldn't believe that. <laughs> but right, it's true. But it's true. There's yeah. less absolute poverty. We should, uh, yeah. Less absolute yeah. poverty. Um, yeah, talk, yeah. Talking of bad news, though, uh, mm. the US midterm elections are this yeah. year. So in, <laughs> in, in November, um, do you see... I don't know if you follow American politics, but if you, less, yeah. so do you predict, um, I guess, a strong performance from the Democrat Party, Joe Biden and the Democrat Party, or do you see maybe a bit of a resurgence for the Republicans? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I've got to say, I'm really not sure about this. Um, I, I think uh, one thing which is kind of dividing the Republican Party at the moment is like people who are still supporting Donald Trump and what people call the great lie, which is the idea that uh, the 2020 election was stolen uh, from, from Donald Trump. So there's, I think it, it, it was like two thirds of Republican, which is an incredible, incredible thing to, to have and terrible for democracy. Um, and I'm not sure if two thirds still believe that now, but there's this big divide in the Republican Party of whether to put on candidates who who are supportive of that idea um, or not. And so that could really be a big dividing factor for the Republicans. But generally, in uh, the midterm elections, the party which does not have the president performs better. So that would suggest that the Republicans should actually make some gains and increase their power in the um, in the Congress. At definitely, least. definitely. And I think I ha we have one time for one more prediction. And it's I think we said before that the news is lots of different things you can talk about. So this is a different yeah. type of story. And I want your reaction. Who's going to win the World Cup? England. England. Yeah, yeah. I think so. too. England's going to win. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll leave it on that. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so thank, uh, thank you so much, Stephen, for coming on Thinking in English today. It's been a, an honour and, and a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, the final thing for you to do is promote yourself. Tell people where to find you and uh, where to find Simple English News Daily. Ah, thank you so much, Tom. It's been really great to, to be here with you. Um, so to listen to Simple English News Daily, you can just look in wh whatever podcast app you're look uh, you're listening in right now. You can just type in Simple English News Daily. Um, we also sometimes use use the acronym Send Seven S E N D Seven, which of course stands for Simple English News Daily in seven minutes. Um, and the website is sendseven.org, and uh, on all um, social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's uh, slash uh, send seven podcast or at send seven podcast fantastic I think that's it yeah i'll put all of these links in the description of the podcast and uh, also on, on my blog as well and i'll on instagram i'm sure as well so that was my conversation with stephen from the simple english news daily podcast I hope you enjoyed listening because I certainly enjoyed talking to him. We covered a lot of interesting topics from news sources to predictions to tips on learning the news. If you are interested in current affairs and how things are going on in the world, 
you should definitely think about using the news as part of your study routine. And why not check out Stephen's podcast, Send 7 News Daily, or Simple English News Daily, where you can listen for seven minutes every morning to Stephen and his uh, colleagues uh, reading the news. Do you use the news to study English? What news sources do you use? What newspapers, websites or podcasts do you recommend for English learners? Let me know in the comments on the blog or in the uh, comments on Spotify or send me a message on Instagram, any of those ways. Leave a follow on Instagram as well. Lots of other content I and my daily life I've put up on Instagram. Um, if you have any recommendations for future guests or if you would like to be a guest on Thinking in English, just send me a message. Maybe we could organize something. Um, and yeah, leave a like, a rating, a follow, subscribe, leave a, leave a review wherever you are listening right now. We're getting very, very close to 1,000 reviews on Spotify, which is absolutely amazing. Um, getting closer to 5,000 followers on Instagram. So follow on Instagram would be very appreciated. And if you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can uh, in the link in the description or on the blog. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you have a great have a great week.